Welcome to the Flat Bottom Girl Podcast. Welcome to the Flat Bottom Girl Podcast. I'm Maddie Smith. I'm Jordan Jensen. Um, I just got back from Mexico, Maddie. I saw. Did you sneak away without telling anyone? What's the story? I did. And I also snuck away. I didn't want to. I I was going to say I'm going to Aruba at the end of this month. So I think we have the same (gasps) mindset of like, got to get my tropical vacay in before shit hits the fan in terms of, you know, getting out and about. I've been to Aruba. It's sick. Um, It's so they speak. I think they speak of poppimento which is the language on aruba i think which is bizarre and i went there once when i was a little fat mall goth i like i was thinking about this the other day that i just like completely would crash the vacations of my friends you know what i mean like i feel like you were one of two kids you were either the one who went on vacation and you brought a friend or you were the the fucked up little poor friend who the parents were like we don't want to bring her and you were like look you need to threaten your parents life or to and tell them that you need me there or you'll have a meltdown and they're like okay yes jordan has to come and then i would go and be like what are we having for dinner yeah you know i tag along on a lot of vacations but before we talk about the tropical vacations let's introduce our guest so she's not floating hell yeah wendy star bring her in maddie oh (laughs) you've heard her if you don't know now you know but you should know Give it up for Wendy Starling. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you guys talking to people. <laughs> yes, we're so happy to have you. I should have gone over the plugs before we started, but we'll we'll get into that. We lo- we know Wendy from just doing comedy around the city. She's on Instagram. She's on TikTok. I met Wendy at a Lucky Jack's mic years ago, and I was like, this Lucky Jack's, is one of the wow. coolest bitches I ever met in my life. <laughs> God, Even my boyfriend Jacks. at the time was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how dare you? I remember meeting you and being like her voice. All I I remember being like, it's not fair that she's allowed to have that voice. You have the ra- you have the Lindsay Lohan rasp. Yes. Well, it's, rasp. it's easy to get. It's easy to get. It's uh, <laughs> suck on cigarettes and dicks. And you just okay. like. And then, (laughs) right. And then be mad about it. So you're either sucking on something or you're yelling about not sucking on something. That's how you get this deep, deep rasp. Now we know how Lindsay Lohan got it at before she started the parent trap. Right. At 13 years old. That's how she got it. (laughs) So Wendy put it in work. She put in work. She put in work and then it all crumbled. But so (laughs) (laughs) Wendy, how has your quarantine been? And what are you looking forward to post pandemic? Dude, well, I was in New York when it popped off and then I just couldn't cover rent. I was on the Upper East Side in a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. And when performing shut down and also the thing with New York, it's not even just shows. There's so many side hustle jobs that you can do to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That all the even like you can temp for twenty five dollars an hour. You can sit there and pretend to answer a phone for some like Russian money 100%. laundering scheme. Yes. And I remember I used to work coat checks at night Mm -hmm. and you could make like 800 bucks a night in cash. And then the sugar daddy thing, like all the the two, the two rich married guys that I was fucking couldn't go to the office anymore. So I'm like, okay, 
Right. All, all of my jobs are illegal or unavailable. So So your sugar daddy stopped funding during the pandemic? No, they actually reached out and sent me money. Some guys, there were some guys that I only seen a couple times that like mm -hmm. this one guy lived in Ireland and we stayed in touch. And mm -hmm. so a lot of them reached out, which is really nice and sent me money. Everyone's pulling through this year. Yeah, everyone's really <laughs> coming through. And I'm like, and that's why it pays to be nice. Don't be a bitch. Be 100%. nice to everyone and they will yes. give you money. But I defected to St. Louis in September. I did. I did oh, wow. Yeah. What, so how how many sugar daddies is this? What is the quantity of sugar daddies? So over a period of four years, um, it's like it, okay. it's kind of like Pokemon. Get them all. Get them all while you can. And so I'd had I ended up having three regulars, like stable kind of like relationships, kind of guys in my stable. Mm -hmm. And then I had three others that lived either out of state or out of the country. And they, I would see them maybe like once every month, once every two months. If they would come into town, we'd just go to dinner, hang out, fuck around. They would come to a show. And so, it was, I mean, it's a good deal if you can get it. It's a good deal if you can get it. Um, good deal if you can get it. Oh, I'm jealous of this. Done. Yeah. Um, so you had a couple guys pull through. I'm going to move my, I'm going to move my rig. You guys keep talking. I'm just going to move my rig closer to the Wi-Fi. So. Okay. <laughs> so you had a couple guys pull. We just through. set up Wi-Fi today. So we get it. You're in a big house. You have to move a long way to get to where yeah, you're going. Gonna, I'm going to go all the way. Feel free to look at a, you know, take us a little tour as I move closer. I know what a brag. She's like, I have to move closer to the Wi-Fi. So it's probably going to be like 30 or 40 minutes because I'm in such a big fucking house. I have to go across oh, to the pool house to get to the <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> Meanwhile, everywhere in my home is equidistant from the Wi-Fi because we have a one foot radius. <laughs> of options <laughs> for where to go um okay so the pandemic your sh your regular sugar daddies fell through yeah but you had a couple other dudes come through right so it was a good so it was good and it was fine and i was the same well like well you, and maddie i know you are with another person He's in your my apartment sugar daddy yes i am yeah. with another person who i've talked about multiple times on both my podcasts we ain't fucking we ain't <laughs> loving and yet we planned a trip to aruba for what to look at each other even more <laughs> to make TikToks with a different background literally 100%. honestly so yeah i'm i'm with i'm with andrew and it's a lot of facetime um i think the light at the end of the tunnel is helping to make things a little less serious you take things more comedically because it used to be you know like august to december you're like what the fucking fuck this mm -hmm. is been forever. I hate you. But now it's like, I hate you, but this is almost over. So yeah, let's laugh about it. And we did it. <laughs> you like, I hate you so much. I want to hate you, but someplace warm. Like, I'd like to hate yes. you with a tan. Yes. Or as tan as I can get. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew and I planned this trip to Aruba. What were you browsing? You know, what I didn't know growing up is you can just like go to a resort and it's like not that much money. Uh it's I, crazy growing up i always thought like oh my god beaches sandals cancun like that's probably so much what the fucking fuck even the like really nice ones aren't that expensive 
You no, I don't know what I completely that was like a rich kid thing. I was like, yeah. look, I remember when we went once and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like something happened. My parents got a raise. Something's crazy. Like that. That was like them saving up for like five years and it yeah. being like the one vacation. And I was like, yeah. what am I going to do now that I'm a rich kid? My entire my entire integrity as a human being yeah. is is crumbled, you know, yes. <laughs> totally. And then you grow up and you almost hit 30 and you're like, let me see how much these cost. And you're like, Oh, I could have gone once a month. Mm -hmm. Just a quick weekend, hop down to Puerto Rico. Yeah. We and or you think that like staying at the Airbnb is like way different, but it is like it's the same shit. It's like some weird package deal. And then yeah. you have to basically put up with like a bunch of people in the lobby being like, hey, you want a scuba? And you're like, no, yes. we don't want to scuba you know and that's Definitely. how they get you with all the like hey come into the gift shop buy this yes. little shark fin necklace I'll buy like, shark no. fin. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do every amenity i'm gonna go scubaing i'm gonna get massage no couples massage i don't mess with that anymore that is but. the weirdest thing have you ever done a couples couples massage Unfortunately, yeah I, yeah i feel like you always have to do it once to realize this is not something i want to do again it's so fucking weird. The mm -hmm. only time I did a couple's massage that was enjoyable was at one of those, um, you know, massage parlors on the Upper yeah. East Side yeah. with one of my sugar daddies. Yeah. And we went and the owner, he was like, oh, I go here all the time. He would go get jacked off there. And so we went and like that was the only time it was good because he was like, here, I'm going to pay this one a lot of money and she's going to massage you and I'm going to finger you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So that was something. Wow. That was a good couple's massage when that's that a great before. couple's massage dude it was so hot it was Wait, so the lady hot fingered you or he fingered you while she he fingered you? me and she massaged me and then she left the room and wait he wait wait fucked me on the table yes oh my god wait a second wait a second i don't know how my brain just short-circuited where i didn't hear this wait <laughs> did wait was there a partner with you were you with somebody yes he yes was fingering her Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. The massage person was not fucking you. So no. she massaged you and he was like, do you mind if I fuck my partner? Wow. Yeah. She gets a massage. What and the, and the woman was, was like, no problem. Yeah. She's playing great as long as I don't have to touch her dick. I mean, it's a change of pace. Right. What change of pace? Right. Yeah. Refreshing. If anything goes there for right uh, and I, all, the all package right and i gotta right. be honest i think those people are not licensed massage therapists and as a sex worker i'm not talking shit but as she was rubbing my back i'm like oh i can see i was like actually would you just finger me because that would probably hurt <laughs> yeah. less yeah, you're actually causing long-term damage to my uh to my nervous system yeah she's it's just wild. hitting your back as if she's Dude. fingering you yeah. she's just yeah. like jacking off your muscles right yeah. like i don't think this is how to do it i don't think right. it, but i didn't i didn't realize a rhomboid could come though i'm squirting out of yeah. my shoulder blade that's amazing right. they're so good at that but so yeah so that was the deal and she was like yeah that's great whatever so she just lightly rubbed my shoulders and then after like 15, 20 minutes, uh, she left and he fucked me on the table. And then I was like, can I get extra money to get a real massage? Because my back was like more fucked up yeah. <laughs> than it was when I got there. Yeah, can I actually just get a chiropractor reference? I need to right. get a few appointments with them. Yeah. Can I get full medical coverage? Because I feel like this is going to lead to a lot of future problems. Yes. All right. I did. I did wake up today. I will say like never before in my life, sex is giving me whiplash. It's giving me muscle pain from Did having have sex. sex last night? Mm, two, two, two nights ago. Wow. Two nights upon. Yeah, I know. Mexico and then Sexico. You know what I mean? Did you have <laughs> sex in Mexico? 
You had sex in Mexico? No, 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 no. Nope. I returned here and had and had sex immediately upon arrival. When we've been talking a lot about uh, our, a little bit of a dry spell. Oh, yeah. For Jabo, for me, yeah. For both of us. So yeah. I'm happy for well. You. Yeah, dry spell for me is just I mean, it's pretty much I'll just go a month and then I and then I have sex and then I can go. It's just really maintenance for me. I really don't need it regularly. I don't like it regularly. I get yeast infections when it's regularly. It's not good for me. Wendy's face a month. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No month is great. Month is ideal. That gives me we it's been a a lot over here between us, Wendy. Month plus on my end. (laughs) No way. It's not a month plus for you. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> you know, things, things, things aren't things aren't getting anything. I don't know. It's hard in the in the core because maybe you guys can give me advice. I want to know what it's parlor. Is he like, come on, dude, let's what are you doing here? Let's or is he, he like, is no, like why would we? No. He oh, is. He, is. he is. Dude, this is a thing that's happening. I, it's I just this is a very him. common thing. We're during the pandemic, my female friends, they're be, they're being harassed by these men to have sex with them and they Not don't want to do it's it in the workplace. So it's a me too moment. So <laughs> it's in the workplace. Your desk is right there. You're naked. It's crazy. I mean, I think Wendy, that you have tra- any advice for two people in one home. I mean, I don't know. And here's I will say this is interesting because um, I've been getting on. Uh, and I know we're all up on TikTok. So the stuff that I post on TikTok, I, the comment sections are very interesting on my videos. Mm-hmm. And I posted a video talking about being a side chick. Follow and me, the helpful hoe on TikTok. Yeah, it's a really fun. I posted a video about being a side chick and mm-hmm. a woman wrote like that's misogynistic and it's and it's hurtful to you and the other woman. Right. And I'm like trying to. When I get when tried response, I don't want to just come at with anger. I'm like, let me what's funny. What's a funny joke here? Let's do this. But it's interesting because that with the sugar dating, the guys that I've been with long term, the two long term guys I've been seeing are married. And there's this idea that like, oh, if they're stepping out, that's bad for the relationship. But a lot of times when you're in a relationship, the woman and not not like it's the woman's fault, because I don't think it's anyone's fault. But a lot of times and I'm this is no bullshit. I know this sounds like justification, but the two guys that I've been seeing for a long time, when we talk about it, I'm like, I said, I feel like this is actually helpful. And the, the one helpful guy. Oh, yes. The one guy that I've been with for like four years, he told me he's like, and I said, I go, I don't mean to like, you know, again, try to say like what I'm doing is noble. I said, but I feel like right. if your wife doesn't want to have sex and you do want to have sex all. If you're like, I want to get fucked every day. And your wife is like, once a month is good for me. Yes. If all you're doing is fighting and being angry with your partner. But if you're like, look, I love everything about you and I want to be with you forever. If your partner has a super low sex drive and you have a higher sex drive, I don't see the problem. If everyone's consenting, it's like, okay, so just go out, get laid, have that interaction. And then you're not at home pissed off all the time right it's actually is like helpful i want trying to work on a bit about that i'm not like trying to steal your man i think of myself as a husband sitter yeah you're like, trying to make him better you're flying right. him up so he can enjoy thanksgiving right so he go can go home with an empty set of balls and it's like <laughs> and i teach these men le- like listening skills i swear yes. to god because some of these guys they'll be like 
yeah. And this is, you know, and my wife, this, and that, and I'm like, well, are, how are you with her? Cause with me, right. you're very kind and, and listen, and like you listen and you're, but it's, I think when you're in a relationship for a long period of time, a long time, it builds yeah. up. And that context just makes you forget that they're another person that you should treat well. And you yes. have all this history and you're like, you dumb whore. And then they talk to another woman and they're like, you're so not, my wife doesn't get me like, no, because you're just rude as fuck to each other. Right. And well, there's other things, like, too. What's the point of the maintenance? What's the point of the upkeep if you know they're there? That's why I'm very I'm very curious of how it, how people keep it up. How people keep what up? Just how people how people what, what compel wait, are you guys I had to move around the Wi-Fi and you guys froze for half the thing. Are you talking about Wendy having one sexual partner? And uh we were talking about how Wendy's helpful for people who have wives. My question is do the oh. wives I heard that I think Wendy and I went on a road gig together and one of the wives didn't know, but do they usually know? Um, I think usually they don't. So yeah. I mean, because I, I think it's one of those kind of like a don't ask, don't tell thing. Maybe yeah. it, it just is like it's a, sex is such a strange thing because uh, and again, like and I'm not saying like, again, it's not anyone's fault. Like, well, yeah, maybe if you were open your fucking legs, your husband wouldn't be out. But it's like sex for some people is this very important, special thing mm -hmm. for other people. A lot of times men sex is like a, a bodily function. So to fucking right. come, there's not emotional attachment. That's why they can go get a hand job and it's not, they're not proposing to the chick at the massage parlor. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the biological right. imperatives are very different. It's not necessary. They, they, they get insane when they are full to the brim. They get insane. And that is the least lovable human being on the fucking planet. Yeah, And the yeah. balls get really full. You ever see balls after first come in a while? They're like full. Yeah, it's <sighs> gross. It's gross. Versus me. It's like last priority for me. I don't know if I'm just not a very sexual being or if I am just too stressed right now to even do it. But I won't even it's like a vacation to me. It's like taking a vacation every time I have sex. I'm like, I haven't earned this. I haven't. I'm still I'm my life is up in the air. Everything's crazy. What am I doing? Just like taking a night off and coming. This seems insane. I should just quick in and out, get myself off and then, you know, wake up and begin my day to adulthood as opposed to, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not going to have some dude sleep in my bed. We have to kick out in the morning and lose a bunch of sleep just so that I can, like, you know, have sex it's not it's a very it's very low on my list of priorities probably uh, I, I don't think that there's a if i were able to like have sex and it was like really like a mental vacation like a like it is when you get like a massage where you're like yeah i just check out for an hour and a half but for me it's like no this is just a different type of anxiety you know what i mean that's all that i'm pretty much primarily doing to maintain the to to reaffirm that I'm like an attractive person and then but you know what I mean like it's not I'm not like building a life with a person where I'm like yes let's like do this thing together that brings us closer it's more just like am I still hot yes great see you later yeah it's a weird well I think that's a big um, uh, one of the big issues that women have with sex and I was like this forever um I well like that I should say past tense but you have all these like issues and ideas and like weird ideals that we attach to sex 
that make it something that's like not enjoyable. Or like you said, where it's like, you're like you said, like you're doing it to prove like, am I still attractive? But if, but men and the massage analogy is great because I think a lot of men view getting fucked in the same way that like a chick would be like, I just want to go like hang out with the girls for an hour. Or, I'm going to go get a that's massage. What, yes. I would much rather do. Oh, yeah. Well, or like, yeah, I'm going to go get my nails. Yeah. Or I'm going to go get my nails done. This is me time. That's how men view. A lot of men view sex where women, we've got all these hangups like you said. And then if we're anxious about our body and then we've also built up in our head and this is not to get all like, cause society says, but really, and even what I'm saying is also kind of like reaffirming this bullshit idea that's been put into the zeitgeist of the world, which is like that women don't want sex and men just want it because they're animals. And it's like, that's not true, but we've like t- been told that. And if you read women's magazines, it, it, everything's geared around like how to trick like women's yeah. magazines are like how to, you know, <laughs> trick a man into marrying you. And every man's magazine is like how to trick a woman into fucking you. And it's like, so we've built up all these weird constructs that are not based in any fact. It's just like some it's I mean, it's a stereotype and then we buy into it. And so then you have all these hang ups. So you can't just enjoy sex just because it's fun. Like, I think it's really fun. And so I like it. And like I it, I have don't have hang ups about it. And I just think like, yeah, it's a fun thing to do. And um, it feels good and it's nice. And then I think getting older has been helpful because I used to be self-conscious about my body. Mm-hmm. I think we're uh, still in that. Yeah. And by I think, I mean, I'm 100% aware. <laughs> I mean, that's what my personality is based around. That's the only thing <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I used to be really, and I still will get kind of upset about it, but I, I think anytime I notice that I start to worry, like, am I am I gaining weight? Do I look ugly? Yeah. Anytime I start to put energy into, like, beating myself up about how I look, I stop because that's such like a high school thing where your brain it's when your life feels out of control. There's so few things in the world that we can control. And one of those things is um, how we look to a certain extent. Right. So like we can't change the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We can't change the fact that maybe our career choices uh, were sometimes you wake up and you're like, what the fuck have I done with my life? But we can lose five pounds and Mm. subconsciously, we know that we can also stress eat to gain five pounds so that we can lose five more pounds and get that dopamine dump of like, oh, look, I lost weight. Look at that. My jeans fit. Yeah. And then they I have then, control over my life. Yeah, 100%. totally. Correct. And so anytime I feel myself going like, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm like, no, you don't. This is high school. You're you feel out of control and you're trying yes. to gain some sense of control over your life and the world. And so, so true. Yeah. you just go like, ah. Uh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to cut bangs. I'm going to paint my nails. I'm going to dye my hair. Like that's all that. Anytime you find yourself doing that, that's you feeling out of control. And the sooner you tap into that, you're like, okay, that's bullshit. My brain is covering up. What's the real issue? Go deeper, go deeper. It's deeper. It is true. I did notice a lot of like uprising of, um, practices that I wasn't doing before the quarantine, you know, the quarantine, you can't control your career. You can't control, like how good your social media pops off, but you can control how much weight you lose. And you're like, oh shit. And I went back to like calorie counting and shit I haven't done since like my my early 20s of like, I will control my intake and I will watch myself lose weight because it's all I have. And then- And it's like you're a little, you're like in a cage. So you really can, the input, 
there's all the input that's going in and the output is so calculatable and quantifiable that it's like, you know, before it's like you're running around, you have to stop at a bodega and throw a sandwich down because you're feeling lightheaded. Whereas now it's like, I can be lightheaded for six hours. It doesn't matter. I'm sitting down. Yeah. 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 Like I'm not going to expend energy or talk to anybody. And the last thing I'm going to do is emerge from this and be like, have people be like, Ooh, okay. So Jordan got comfortable, you know, which is like, there was that whole fear, but it is also like, there's also the feeling of like, um, I know that if I don't restrict that I will overdo, which I think me and Maddie both have, or it's like, if I don't, if I don't like obsessively lose weight, I will obsessively gain weight. Yeah. I'm trying to work on the like intuitive eating, I know, which has been, and I think Tough. the three of us have gone up and down in body weight over the years, over That's a week, something that, <laughs> but we've all been like incredibly different body types mm-hmm. i think i can confidently say that yeah and, uh, so it's hard you have to constantly kick out those thoughts of am i gaining weight we always i always think you're on the verge of 200 at this at this rate after like a day of like you know i went to the hamptons and i had a wonderful weekend of eating and drinking and most normal people on monday would be like what a fun awesome weekend and now I'm back to my little yogurt and salads. But I was like, this is why you're going to be back at 2.20 in no time, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, I so get that way. having those thoughts versus people who have not been 100 different body types. You're always having that like body. It's trauma. Being in. fat is tra- have trauma. It, being huge is a traumatic event that happened in our lifetime it's crazy Mm -hmm. that we're constantly trying to avoid i agree but at what point can you just be like all right we're moving on and i don't have to constantly kick out negative thoughts like gnats or let them totally take over my brain yeah do you feel like when you're when you calorie restrict and when you get really thin is that when you're more sexual like do you feel like there's any correlation to you not having sex with you feeling heavier or do you oh, feel like now, even Andrew if you're and started dating, we were fucking like animals and I was 30 pounds heavier. And now I'm like, because when you start to go on that, like weight loss journey and you're not an, you're never enough and you're also not nourished enough. So you got a dry ass pussy. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say I have that. Well, when I moved to St. Louis, one of the things I did, because I, I just stopped drinking. Like when mm-hmm. I was in New York earlier this month, last month. I drank. I went out. I like to yeah. wine bars, but in St. Louis, because my goal here is I have really cheap rent. I'm like, let me just like hunker down yeah. and figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And there's, I know like one person that lives here, so I'm like very isolated. And there's nothing. Mm. I don't know St. Louis, whatever. If you like living here, good for you. I personally don't like it. When I moved here, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I won't do stand up. Like, what, let me rethink yeah. my whole life, right? Right. Let me figure out and let me see if maybe I was caught up in, you know, the pace of New York City and it'll eat you and it'll spit you out. Yeah. You know, like uh, because New York has pika. That's that eating disorder, by the way, where you chew it and you spit it out. (laughs) We're all we all know about all the good eating disorders. But moving here, you know, in life, you feel like you're going down a trajectory. And then at some point you're like, do I am I still like making this choice every day? Right. When we're out doing mics and spots, you get in the habit. And like for us. Thankfully, stand up is fun. So, mm-hmm. but I think people that have office jobs can relate to this more, where you just kind of do things and then you wake up 10 years later and you're like, do I even like doing this? Yeah. What the fuck am I even doing? So, moving here, I kind of did that. And 
um, being away from everything, I was like, nope, I still like it, which is why I started yeah. TikTok because yeah. I was like, nope, I still like what I was doing. And that was fun. Definitely. But I'm not drinking out here. Mm-hmm. And there are not I they're not good like restaurants everywhere. And so when I moved here, I just like go for walks twice a day mm-hmm. and I use water jugs as weights. And I noticed I didn't really notice because, again, we all know this in our minds. A lot of times I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm always almost 200 pounds. That's always. in my brain. <laughs> but then I started to lose weight. and I went jean shopping and I picked jeans out. This was in January and I got a pair of like Madewell non-stretch 27 mm-hmm. inch and they fit and they're a little bit loose in the waist. And I'm like, right. It's so strange. But what I was doing again, there's nothing to do. You said it's not like I have spots at night. We're just at home all day. You get up and record. So I would wake up and work out and I would wait until I did my first two mile jaunt to eat. And I would do a little like a half serving of a protein spirulina shake. And but you have to be careful because I would be like, oh, well, let me tomorrow. I'll wait till 2 p.m. And then I'll wait till 3 p.m. And so then slope. Yeah. And there's somebody in St. Louis that I see. I have a sugar daddy out here. And I can remember I didn't see him for like two weeks. And then I, I was like, and I go, I, I feel bloated. I hope I don't. And he's, he goes, you have lost so much weight in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it. And looking at photos, you think like, oh, whatever. Uh, you know, you're just like, you can always pick out what looks fat and gross. And I was doing oh. a thing for OnlyFans. And I just I run the camera. So I just I take video and then I pull stills from it. And so I was like in the video and I was like taking like, you know, doing like a like a silly strip tease and a dress. I don't anything do anything super scandalous on there. And um, so I was doing that. And as I was going through the footage, I'm a, I could see all the bones in my spine. I could see all my ribs in my back. My ass looked like the sm- it was like n- no ass. And I've always had a big of big juicy ass but i was like looking at these photos and i was like i look malnourished yeah and i was it was crazy to look at that photo but then look in the mirror and be like okay but looking in the mirror i see a fat person 100 you always see so the weird. same thing so and i have to take pictures of myself too to see both sides of that am i yeah. a little larger than i think or whoa what the fuck <laughs> yeah I'll continue it's fucking, but it's bananas. It's and crazy. I, yeah. And I also will say, before my period, I view myself as a completely, it is insane. The human being that I see a week before my period, it is unrecognizable. And I have to be like, this is literally, you are on a hallucinogenic uh, hormone is what's happening right now. You are hallucinating a massive person when really yeah. you are probably like a tiny bit swollen. It is crazy. It's it is crazy. nuts. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I will say the one thing that I do when I started OnlyFans, it was in New York. It was partially to make money, but also as a way to be like accountable because I was starting to gain a lot of weight there because I was on the Upper East Side. So I could just like walk and get really delicious cheese plate and a bottle of wine. And I would just do that every night. 100 percent. Yeah. And with OnlyFans, I'm like, this is good accountability to be like, (laughs) hey, I think that's the first person I've heard to say about OnlyFans. (laughs) That's yeah. like why I started it. I was That's like, great. okay, this is just to make sure I don't gain a ton of weight. It's like a motivation. Because yeah. even like when you're doing shows, when things were open, we're out every night. And so you're just aware always that like you're going to be seen. And I think a lot of people, when they lose weight, the people that are not in entertainment or in anything in public, there's this thing where you're like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And then you do and you wait and like nothing happens. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what the person at your your office says, like, hey, you lost weight. Or your husband's like, 
hey, your, your ass looks a little nicer. So it's like there's not that much of a dopamine hit. But when we yeah. look hot in a photo, we get a bunch of people telling. So like it. Yeah. For us, totally. there's an instant gratification if we do one thing to look a little bit better. So there's more motivation. But with quarantine, with all that gone, it's just like. Whoo, I packed on some weight almost immediately because it's like, well, what the fuck does it matter if I look good in self and I'm not going on stage? Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really it was true. being in Mexico with my girlfriends and not there was like no because it was covid. We didn't like go out. We didn't like tour around or anything. And we kind of like we just walked around in bathing suits and sometimes walked around in like just the bottom of bathing suits and like just, you know, because it was like just friends and there was no. There was just all, I think the age we had gotten to, there's like no more body comparison. I was eating like, so, I mean, I also got food poisoning. So food was crazy idea. Too, lucky, but, lucky yeah, I know, girl. I know, I know. Tell us um, but it was like walking around with the, walking around with my body exposed made it so that I really was eating when I was hungry. And I was, I don't, there was something about it. It wasn't like my body's exposed. So I don't want to overeat. It was more just like, I was more familiar with my body. Therefore I was more familiar with what it wanted because mm -hmm. we're, you know, so in the winter and all, you know, when you're all bundled up and you're not thinking about it and you can just, you know, it's like how, you know, people say you gain weight, the more spandex you wear just because you're not noticing it. But it was interesting where I was like, yeah, it, I will get into a dissociative place where I'm just not thinking about my body and I'm just like an anxious brain, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, you know, hitting the dopamine button over and over and over. And I can imagine sex becoming something to circle back to what we were talking about, something that would be almost like interesting in like it, like fun the way that men perceive it as like, this is an exploratory right. thing where we're having a good time you know, I was thinking about sex when I was in Mexico, which is probably why I got back and immediately had sex. Cause I was like, yeah, if I feel connected with my body, I can totally get how exploring somebody else's body with my body is good. It's when I do this, like it's when I do this floating head thing where I completely yeah. dissociate from my body, which can be related to depression or anxiety or just stress. And where I am, you know, just a brain in a vat where sex becomes so absurd to me. And I think that I think getting, I think like exercise and just like making sure that I, and I think New York pulls your brain out of your body more than yes. any other place in the world where it's just like, who cares about this flesh sack? It's aging. It's betraying you. You have to, you know, find it a place to shit in a public space without getting freaking COVID and AIDS. And you have to feed it relentlessly, which costs a million dollars, yeah. you know, as opposed to just like having it be this thing that you, pay attention to and love and it takes care of you and you take care of it um but yeah i totally and like loving it at where it's at now and i feel yeah. like for a long time i did the i mean i don't remember most of the past 10 years because i spent the whole time being like well in six months they're gonna not recognize me and that's how you end up having incredibly like my friend Stuart will be like the funniest thing maddie ever said to me and i don't remember ever saying these things because i've been i feel like it's like a depressive state where you're like well i'm i hate myself now but come june i'm gonna be a size blah 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 and when you look to the future like that you're gonna be like 50 and be like fuck i fucked up hard dude yeah, i gotta yeah. tell you i i had this epiphany when i was working at whole foods this was maybe like seven years ago so i've been doing stand-up for like four or five years and my mother was a model 
when she was younger. Mm. So she's tall. She's very thin and like always counting calories and would tell me when I was getting fat. And when I was 14, she was like, you're built like your father. You're very muscular. And Mm -hmm. she's like, and you'll, you can get, she's like, you'll get fat easily. So you're going to start going to the gym with me. So 4.45 in the morning when I was 14 years old, I had to be up and going to the gym with my mother because she was so afraid to have a fat child. And, (sighs) and so I was always obsessed with it and counting calories. And then I was a person before I did stand up. I was a personal trainer. And because that was I, the first time I gained weight, I was like up to 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then right. I started going to the gym to lose weight. I was working at a bank at the time. And then I started just there were like a group of other ladies that were there. And I started showing them how to exercise because I knew how to do it because my I was forced to go to the gym when I was a child and I right. swam and played water polo. The gym then hired me. They were like, you're doing a great job. People are listening to you. So then I became a personal trainer. And then great. and then I owned a uh, training studio. Um, uh, for the last year that I was a trainer, mm-hmm. but it was like such a, an interesting thing. There were two things that I noticed one with women. The reason women had a more difficult time losing weight when I was a trainer is because we are more emotionally attached to our bodies, which I think also relates to the sex thing. Right. So when, for the most part, not always, but when a woman would be overweight or gain weight, she would internalize it as I'm, I have gained weight, which means I am a bad person. I am unlovable. I'm a piece of shit. I can't control myself. I'm garbage. But that's because we uh, attach our value to how we look and how much people want to fuck us, right? It's the moms. Right. And so we do that. And this is a man. A man will put on 50 pounds and you walk in and you'll be like, hey, you got fat. And he's like, yeah, I know. And you're like, stop eating this bullshit and do these exercises. And they go, okay. And they lose weight almost instantly because there's not an emotional barrier. They're like, oh, I'm just because you gain weight doesn't mean you're like a quote fat person. It means you're engaging in a behavior and it's begetting this specific result. Right. In the same way, it's like the joke with like the the old thing of like, hey, every time the guy goes to the doctor, every time I poke my eye, it hurts. He's like, well, so stop fucking doing that. So it's like it's not that's not you as a person. You're engaging in a behavior. And if you stop doing that, you will stop having that same result. And so that was with the men. It was really easy with the women clients. It was more like therapy. You have to be like, and at Whole Foods, I can remember I saw this woman and I was kind of, I, once I found stand up is when I stopped kind of obsessing over my weight because I had something else. I was like, Oh, my value is not in how I look. My value is, can I make people laugh? My value is that I'm smart and funny. My value comes right where you're not obsessing. You have something else to focus on. And I remember being at whole foods and I saw someone who was like maybe in her fifties or Mm sixties, very frail. And she came in and she was looking for supplements and I was, you know, helping her look for stuff. And I said, so what are your like your main concerns? And she's like, I just I, I and she pinched like was the skin. And she's like, I'm just trying to get rid of this fat. And she was this nervous oh woman. God. And I thought, OK, I need to get this shit out of my brain now, because Literally. this what a sad way to live your life to be mm-hmm. to spend your whole life. And you just uh, like what you just said, Maddie, is like so on point when you are so concerned with like beating yourself up and trying to find your value and like what your body weight is, your fucking be up. It's like, well, who gives a shit? And so, yeah. but then it's so sad because you just lose so much of your life. Cause it's like, we're not, our bodies are just, you know, like a vessel and like, you know, it's like, and most of us, if let's be honest, most of us, even if we got down to like a size four, 
We don't have the face or the fucking height to be on the cover of a magazine. And once you're over 22, it's not gonna happen anyway. So it's just, over anyway. So yeah. fine. You know, you have value. We all have other value. <laughs> and it just yeah. is like it, the sooner you can like get that out of your head and be like, OK, what do I think? Not uh, why am I? Do I feel like shit because I'm being told that I should feel like shit because I don't look like this or I don't have these things. It's it's like it, it just makes like a little easier. I think I it's hard, think though, because like, it's wrapped up in your it's wrapped up in your. Uh, it's like I like I know that if I get to a certain weight or a certain size or if I gain weight, I, I won't operate like myself. I will be acting different. I will walk. You know what I mean? Like it takes so much training to get over the like. Shame the sensation of shame. I mean, cause you can like, even you can see if in pictures of me in standup where I've gained weight, it's like, you can see that I'm holding myself differently because I'm, you know what I mean? Or I but think I I'll even think, like, yeah, go for it. Keep going. Well, I was going to say, I also think there's a place where you can get mentally where, you know, you won't even get to that place physically anymore. I think there's a lot of like trust you can work on with yourself cause you're living in paranoia of getting to that bigger place, which probably would never happen because you're more mindful now and you take things day by day. And for you to get back to that place, it would have to be three months of like blacking out and being like, what the hell happened? Which you would never let yourself get to anymore. It's so I, I was like eating cereal the other day, which I don't eat because when I had type two diabetes, it was I swear to God, it was from cereal. I was convinced because I would do the milk, then the cereal, then the milk, then the cereal, then the so milk good. until it was gone. That's yeah, so good. And cereal is so good. And I bought this cereal recently that was like this fiber cereal and whatever. And I was eating it and I was like, oh, my God, like you're back on this cereal train. You're going to have type two diabetes in no time. You're going to be da 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 da. And then I was like, dude, though this is the thing that I have eaten today is this bowl of cereal. Like when I was a kid, it was like, I had eaten two things of Annie's Mac and cheese and my like pre-bed snack was like a full box of cereal. You know, I was like, you need to stop thinking that there's any equivalent of those two human beings. One was like jacked up on medication and the other is like a lucid person who doesn't live with their, it's so crazy how much you're like, you discredit the past 15 years of work. Yes. Right. Totally. I'm, I'm back there. Even when I have like an, an a, a bout of overeating, it's not anywhere close to where I was when I was binge eating, but I'm still like, oh, we're getting back there, aren't we? And it was yeah. probably just a big meal and some dessert. And yet my brain is triggered to go into freaking fight or flight and be like, how dare you tomorrow? You know, you tell yourself like tomorrow you're running six miles to get this off where you can actually probably just enjoy the meal and wake up tomorrow and do this exact same thing you did today without having to purge your body in those ways. What about and parents? Think, do like, you guys have, par- do you guys look at your parents' bodies and are like, oh shit, or is it- Like in a like- sexual way? Yes. <laughs> um, oh shit. You ever look at your parents' bodies and just go, I'm trying to fuck either. You ever 100%. like, you ever meet somebody and they're like, they, they I've like met, had friends that are like super food constricting and then you meet their parents and they're like morbidly obese and you're like, oh, got it. Okay. That's what you're, that is what's happening here. I've thought about that a lot where it's like, or like even men who have their dads and their dads are bald and they're like, oh my God, it's scary to like, just look ahead and see what it will bring. Yeah. I felt like I'm genetically different from my parents mm. my mom is like five two and a little bit wider uh, but i yeah. do look at my dad's side of the family and none of them 
we're all like thicker Irish people. So that's the other thing is like for me to try to aim for like 115 pounds size two is genetically not possible because my entire family has natural cankles and big fat breasts. Like it will Your head will happen. fall off its body. Jeez. Square dairy farm people. And you look at your family and you're like, oh, there's proof that I should stop because I'm yeah. going against. And then you see some other families. They're tall, lanky Italians and blah, blah, blah. But that's not my family at all. Yeah. So then when you see the proof, you're like, okay, I think I need to chill out because mm. the odds are against me and I don't want to spend the rest of my life eating one sweet green salad a day just to mm -hmm. cycle between the same five pounds. <laughs> right. right. And just also, to defy your body. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's a weird thing because it's like, what's the like, tr it's the same thing with anything when people are like, we're sticking to this. I always, I've tried to tell myself, I'm like, okay. Cause I'm very into mindfulness and meditation and all this yeah. kind of bullshit. Um, just cause I was so miserable for the, the first part like first half of my life like you described with like maddie with like 10 years you're like i don't even remember it right but i was like i'm just so over it i'm so over beating myself up about mm -hmm. a lot of shit that i can't control and like this is just what it is and if you don't like it then fuck off and mm -hmm. it, it was when i started doing stand-up i was like 27 mm -hmm. and i'm 39 now so that was a big turning point for me when i found that yeah and then you know, I've shaved my head twice. Yeah. I just will do things to fuck with the way that I look to be yeah. like, I, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, but there's something too because there's something to um, really asking yourself, whatever it is, whether like you do the 115 pounds or like I want to be rich or I want to be famous. It's like, right. OK, but so then really like so then what do you think is going to happen when you get that? Right. Do you think you hit 115 pounds and all of a sudden there's a bag of money and you walk down the street and people high five you? No. Yeah. And we all know this because we've been overweight and we've been thin. Yeah. Like the, the nice thing is, yeah, people on social media for us would be like, hey, look good. Or you could be like, yeah. oh, I can fit into these pants and I look good. But it's really nothing more than that. So nothing like yeah. and even we all know people. And Maddie, I mean, you like, you, you know, like you get on TV and you hit these markers mm -hmm. in your life yeah. and career where you're like, this is going to be it. I'm gonna, I'm fucking making it. And then yeah. even if you get millions of dollars, we all know people that have blown up and have millions of dollars and they look hot as shit and they get plastic surgery and they get yeah. whatever. And they still are like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> and so themselves. it's like or nothing they more and more and more. I think right. it's more and more. Yeah. yeah. I think the wild. more you get it, the more you realize that there's no satiating the the eternal That's epic void that is being a depressed journey. artist. Yeah, 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. And even with that's the, why you maybe have to have sex. We should take we should learn from this, Maddie. So will you guys want to live stream me tonight? Like what's going on? I guess on? Yeah. so. Yeah, I'm coming over. <laughs> um, I do think like as I get further on into comedy, the whole mindset of like stop projecting into the future, just like enjoy right now because seeking out a smaller body or seeking out like accolades or fame is one in a million. So you have to enjoy right now because if you get up there and you have not enjoyed this whole thing, you're going to be up there alone and it's going to be sad and scary. <laughs> yeah. And we know we're in the best part. I mean, you've literally hear like so many people on podcasts or interview things where it's like, they're like, yeah, coming up, all of the comedians hanging out and jumping on these mm -hmm. whack ass shows and going to, you know, even like people talking about like the mic scene and like, you know, all of that. Everybody's always talking about that as like the glory days, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
whereas like there there is total isolation in the other stuff and there's also just so much there's so much more like um navel gazing you know the more fame you get the more you like have to spend attention on yourself and the way less like growth and learning you're doing because you're like socializing and exploring and figuring out you know so I, yeah i do think that the you have to like creating and being in this more than you like you want to be like famous or receive things yeah well, the projecting. I hate how much the 20s were just about fucking dudes and staying skinny. I can't. I mean, it really, I mean, I did a lot of shit. Like, I, you know, I did a lot of jobs. I started comedy. There's a whole lot. I moved to different cities. But like the epoch is definitely marked by like the Bible, like where it's like Paul, you mm-hmm. know, and then my weight, 160. You know what I mean? It's 100. like that is what my that's what it's like all. And it's however, you did a lot of work to have a wonderful next decade. Yes, that's true. 20s. And the good thing is, is like once you realize that's the thing is you can look back and say like, oh, what a waste that like. But it's like, no, but it wasn't a waste because you're where you are now. And so yeah. where you get trapped in the cycle of beating yourself up like a okay, kid, it's like, OK, well, it's fucking it happened and it's done. So stop thinking about it move. and yeah. just move forward and like do the next thing and then just be aware of the the traps that you, you can fall into. And when you see it happening, be like, I don't want to do that anymore. That did not feel good. You know, like um. And the mindfulness, I want to, this is interesting. We talk about projecting in the future and to, to like, cause we're talking about sex earlier. One of the things, and this is such a, like comedy was really helpful. And then the other thing was um, going into sex work with the sugar daddies mm. because the relationships I've had for the last four years have been with people that I know there is no future. So when I date someone, I'm not going like, where's this going in five years? Are we getting married? Is yeah. there, it, it's like, so you want to talk about like, you know, like Maddie, you're saying like, just enjoy like what you're doing right now and stop worrying about the future. I've been doing that with my, these relationships mm-hmm. and it's the guy that I've been with for four years. Like oh, we wow. say, we say, I love you. He is married. We, I, he, I said, he's never going to divorce his wife. I said, I don't want you to. Yeah. So when we're together, I don't, I'm not thinking like, where is this going? What's happening? Does he like my body? What are we doing later tonight? Is he going to want to fuck me again tomorrow? Because that's not an option. And so that's really helped where a lot of people, I think, think that any kind of sex work makes it's like, oh, you must hate your body. It's actually been right. super helpful yeah. because you're just focusing. You're not focusing on yourself. You're like, I have one hour with this person. Mm-hmm. I have only one hour to spend with this person. How do I want to spend this limited amount of time? Right. And do I want to spend it an hour? Because they're on a lunch break or they got to go back to work. Oh. Like, so oh, yeah, this person's wife, most of the wives don't know about it. It's don't ask, don't tell. Typically. Correct. And Sometimes a lot of times it's cheating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, I would I would imagine most of the time we're being honest. I would imagine most of the time it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? For being like um, one hour. Do, yeah. Is that your rule or is it like that's just typically how it ends up? Being- no, it just depends on the schedule. So sometimes it's like, oh, I have three hours, but if it's a lunch break yeah, and it's like, hey, I've got a free hour and I really I, w- I would love to come see you. Um, and then other times if there's more free time, like this guy that I've been with for four years, like we've gone on vacations together. Uh, I've, oh, yeah. I've t- he's taken me on work trips. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times and you can't go out to dinner, especially in Manhattan because right. you can't be seen. Um, what happened when you were in St. Louis with him? Did you go? Ba- Is it just hiatus? Um, yeah, no, I've been to see him a couple times. 
He yeah, flown me cool. out to see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, it's really it's and I mean it's nice, but it's like an interesting yeah, thing nice. because you go like it's really a bit like a metaphor for life, right? Because we only have a limited amount of time on the planet. And so that's been really helpful for me as far as what I'm doing every day of my life. I take what I do in those relationships, which is like, I have one hour. So even if I feel like shit and I'm sad and I'm stressed out about a bunch of shit I have to do, it's like, there's one hour that you have to spend with this person. How do you choose to spend that time? And so I'm like, I'm not going to be stressed out if my stomach feels bloated or if I have a pimple or if I look tired. I'm going to focus on like, I'm enjoying being with this person. I'm going to like give them love. And if they want to be nice to me, I'm not going to be like, no, don't touch me there. I don't deserve it. Or right. whatever. It's like, no, no, no. We're just, just a pure exchange of like, love. it sounds cheesy, but it's like, you're just a pure ex- exchange of like love and kindness and pleasure. And you just, you're all in. And also thinking not like, okay, he better fucking propose to me. We've been doing this for however many years. I can't put, I, you know, it's like, just fucking stop putting expectations on yourself and other people and like be in the moment and just like, to, and that is so helpful. And so I try to take that into other areas of my life. And it's been helpful even with, yeah, like, with the bodies and with aging, yeah. I get called old fucking all day on TikTok, and I'm almost Why do they say that to us. What a weird thing to say. I've been talking about this on stage a little bit about how you get on TikTok and people call you old and you're like, don't you know, that's the one thing you 100 percent are going to become, you know, you're going to. Why are you? Yeah. This is like looking at a dead body and being like, oh, oh fucking dumb bitch, you know? Yeah, that's, that's people. That's because people are scared of their own mortality. It's the same reason yeah. that people that are obsessively skinny um, and like have never been over. That's the same reason that people that are like b- working out all the time and counting their calories, they see someone that's overweight, having a sandwich, enjoying themselves, not stressed out. And they're like, oh, look, at, I can't believe I have to watch a fat person eat fat. People are gross. So it's all, it's all projection. So anytime someone mm-hmm. says anything shitty to us, that's them projecting their fears onto us. So when someone goes, oh, fat people are so gross, they don't actually give a shit about the person's overweight. They're saying that because they are so afraid to yeah. gain weight and they probably beat themselves up when they think about having a Snickers. So it's oh, like yeah. it's young people that they base their worth on being young and they're so afraid to get old that they see an old person. And then they're like, you're old and you should be ashamed. And it's like, why? Oh, because you hate yourself because you have wrinkles. OK, that's what it is. It has nothing to do with us. Yeah. It has to do with them hating themselves. It never has anything to do with us. It's always no. them. Uh, yeah, one time yeah. I commented back on someone and uh, someone's negative comment. And he said, sorry, I, I commented that because I hate myself. <laughs> and yeah, like, I've definitely commented a couple times being like, yo, hey, uh, this it's just a joke, dude. You know, I'm just trying to yeah. make people laugh and had people be like, yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. And you're like, did you just want a little bit of attention for me? I mean, I I really do think it's usually them liking you and wanting to. Yeah. just get a little bit of a rise out of something that yeah. they enjoy, which is just mental illness. But I just think the old thing is funny. I mean, I'm about to turn 30 and I can definitely feel myself having this weird, you know, a, multiple revelations constantly. I had one the other day where I think, I think it was after going to Mexico where I was like, dude, I can't, I need to stop fearing getting older because I think the older you get, the more capacity, the, the goal, if you set the goal of like, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to like, not care what people think of me and just be able to be around my friends who will be the same age as me and have a garden and give myself food and not give a fuck. Like it it was, it is like illuminating how much it's like, I think with each decade you get further and further away from this. uh, You just like weed out what is, what completely doesn't serve you. And I think the goal is to figure that out as early as possible so that you don't get to your end of your life and, you know, 
think I should have. I mean, because so every person, every old person is like, I wish that I had just not given a fuck about anything, about societal constructs, about like societal developments, about, you know, getting enough or being enough. And just like, like, okay, grandma, well, I'm going to be hot. So I mean, we're like, that's so sweet that you say that. And I'm so happy. I can't wait to be old so that I lose all the water in my body and I'm thinner. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like so crazy. (laughs) Or you're like, oh, I should post a picture of you saying that, grandma, because that will get me. (laughs) You know, it's like, will you be on my TikTok? I mean, it really is. it, It really. And I don't think that there's I think that there's something to be said about having a life that feels full of like meaning. And I think it's all a worthy endeavor to like make people laugh and accumulate. But I think we do get, I think that we forget that like what we're trying to do of like, of have control over our lives and like make sure that we feel okay can oftentimes just be beating the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, being like pr- present to the fact that we are like, we, we are, we are, cause other people with jobs, it's like, these are the tiers that you climb. This is what you do. You do X and you get Z. And with ours, it's such an abstract nebulous that it's like, maybe the reason why I got that show is because I did, I was under, I was in my underweight. You know what I mean? I was below 10, my 10 pounds skinnier. And it's like, maybe that is what it is. And then that perpetuates it where it's like, it's difficult to just look at it objectively and be like, no, 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 no. I'm, I've got it. Yeah. yeah, but also right now with the way the industry's working, this whole idea of like, like, well, I need to be, that's like, okay, so then don't fucking do their show. So then make your own show and find people that like you, and you know, like, I, like- yeah, just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, honestly, no matter, even again, talking about like, if you lose weight, you don't get a prize or a parade when you walk down the street. If you're super, super thin and super rich, guess what? You're still going to be dead one day anyway. And you're the other thing dead. with dating, the one of the guys that I dated in New York, he's like close to a billionaire and he's hot and he's got everything you could ever want. He's hot. He's a hot billionaire. Those don't exist. Yeah, he is. But I will tell you, one of he's one of the most miserable people I've ever met. Not miserable in the sense that like he's negative. He's unhappy because he's not he still is looking for fulfillment from outside sources. And so these people, whether you put all your thing in like, I'm going to be hot. OK, great. Well, guess what? You can be super skinny. But as soon as you're 50, I hate to break it to you. You're 50. So you better find something else of value in yourself because we're all going to get older. You know what I mean? And it's like, Great. You're rich. Okay, cool. So if your whole thing is money, I like great. You have money. It's like, well, you're kind of a cunt. So I don't care how much money you throw at people. You're not going to have any quality relationships. There's someone now speaking of comments on TikTok, who is someone that I dated for a month here in St. Louis, very wealthy, but kind of a he's a monster of a person. His whole thing was get money. And he's um, is single. He's 63 just had like this harem of chicks that he would just call and he would just, you know, here's money, had a bunch of like sugar babies that he would just have. He met me and he was like, oh, you're like normal and nice and age appropriate. And you like are pursuing another career. Your whole thing is not just like, daddy, I want a purse. And because he's banging like chicks in their 20s. And he became very obsessed with me like and obsessive and was trying to like, get me to move in. I was like, no, 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 I'm like pursuing comedy and other things. I actually don't want a boyfriend. Like, that's why I'm on the site. I want to see someone like once a week and have these parameters. He became physically and verbally abusive and I left, broke up with him. And that was after a month. 
he then started hitting me up right after like, hey, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm I'll, I'll send you money. I want to see you. And I was like, no, for five months with no response. He's been texting me nonstop. He's now wow. switched and he's harassing me on social media wow. like TikTok, leaving fucking insane comments. He's just taking oh Adderall all day. Dude, it's no like I had to I'm performing at the club this weekend. I sent them his photo and said, do not let this person in. I live in an open carry wow. state. Oh, no, I'm actually like terrified for my life. But like that's an example of someone who he's just like, I'm going to be rich. And it's like, baby, if you don't find something else of value in life, like being kind. Yeah. Like that. If all you have to offer is that if for people that are if all you have to offer is that you're hot, it's like I know guys that especially the doing seeking arrangements and like sex work has been the crazy experience because where I was always like, I need to be hot and young. There are dudes in their forties who will be like, they're like, I would rather ba bang you and hang out with you than some like supermodel looking 24 year old chick. Because the comments I get from dudes are like, if a chick is super hot, they're like, they're normally just so uptight about their body and constantly worried about how they look that they're not fun in bed because to be fun in bed, um, you have to not give a shit. And it's not about how you look. It's about like, giving pleasure to the other person mm -hmm. and and having fun. And in the same way that like dudes that are obsessed with like getting money are usually yeah. equally as fucking shitty to hang out with as a super hot person. Have you ever hung out with someone with a six pack? It's not fun because they will not eat bread. They're like, I don't know. I want to have water, but like not too much water because if you, you can overhydrate, bro. Fuck you. Definitely. Definite it's red flag to be too much of one thing. A six pack is like that is my number one red flag. I will not even I will not even talk with a person with a six pack. No, it's going to be go to they're they're about to go to one of the best restaurants in New York and get grilled chicken with a side of fucking hard boiled egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to do like a scary eat. load where they do the thing where, where you're like, oh, this is the meal that you've allowed themselves. And then they're like obsessing about getting an, all of the calories. The cheat in. Like, day. Yeah, the cheat oh. day is a yeah. scary day. Oh, yeah. Their farts <laughs> are about to smell. Like I'm just gonna... And they're going to be angry after. Do they're going to be in pain. They're Either way, down. if they're eating chicken breasts and hard boiled eggs and broccoli, their farts are going to smell. Or if you're hanging out with them on a cheat day, they're not going to be fun because they won't be able to even have a conversation because they're just gorging themselves. Yes. Yeah. And then they're going to have diarrhea for the next 48 hours. So yeah. either way, people with six packs back yes. off, walk away. Red flag. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Unless you're like Michael fucking Phelps. Otherwise. Yeah. Unless your job is to have a six pack. Right. Yeah. Unless you, yeah. unless you all, if you have a six pack and also have enough money to have a home with like two bathrooms far, far away from each other. Far, far away. Yeah. That's the only way to have a relationship with someone that has a six pack. They also have to be like, so then you would just never see them. That's also what I would work. Yeah. They're either at the gym or at their job. Yeah. <laughs> or counting their macros. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we got to end this. In an hour. Yeah. This was great. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk with you guys and have like, I know. I feel just nice to vent about all this shit. Yeah, yeah it's nice, really nice. nice I learned a lot. Time. Also, I didn't know that you were a sex worker. I had no idea. Yeah, that's great. I have many. I have many questions. I feel like I could talk to you for another hour about it. I love the non-committal thing. It's really something I'm trying right now, and yeah. I feel completely liberated. I feel so liberated from the feeling of just being like I'm not trying to have a boyfriend. I'm trying to have multiple people that I love in many different ways and whatever happens happens yeah you got more than one friend right you have a, your friend if you want to get coffee 
and talk about counting calories. That's one friend. If you want to go out and fucking drink and eat tuna melts at 3 a.m., might be a different friend. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I got my tuna friend, dude. I got my tuna Ooh, friend. My yeah. Tuna friend. It's a different. It's not my book friend, but he's my tuna friend. Tuna um, friend. Okay. Pl- what? Where can we find you, Andy? Yeah. Um. So, uh, my website. All the links are there. So the website is wendystarling.com. I'm on Instagram, wendybird82. TikTok, the helpful hoe, and my podcast. I do a solo podcast where um I talk about like this kind of stuff, and then I also yeah. do a meditation at the end. It's whatever I'm going through that week. It's called I Love You, Please Stop. It's really fun. People like it. And they're like fun meditations. A lot of times it's a dynamic one where you visualize yourself like at a party with a bunch of people that are coked up. It's helpful to some people. Hell I don't yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. I need that. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you for having me. It was nice to see thank you guys. You. I miss yeah, you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it, and when you come back here, we'll see you. We got the clubs reopening, so... Yeah, I'm going to come back this summer. I'm going to do like a week cool. run and come back again and just do spots. So awesome. we'll hang out oh, in yeah. person. Look out for Wendy. We'll be here. So when are you coming back? When are those? Uh, probably June or July. I haven't booked the June flights yet. So. But yeah, I'll let you guys know when we can um, do shows. Hell yes. yes. And get fucking sounds tuna melts. Good. Tuna melts sounds <laughs> good. Or, count, or talk calories. Either one. Depends on how we feel that day. Right. Every day is different. <laughs> Every day is different. Every day is different. Yeah. Some days I'm a I'm I'm Buddha. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Life is fucking in, it's in and out. It's a goddamn mandala. What is food? <laughs> food is something that nourishes me. I nourish you. This is yeah. another days. I'm like, you need to be locked up. Yes. <laughs> There's no in between. There is literally no in between. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We're the flat bottom girls. Great uh, review. Subscribe, please. Yes. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.